Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Welcome to Hump Day. It's Wednesday, the middle of the week. We're halfway there. Today, we're going to be looking at Psalms 94, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. It's pretty lengthy, but I'm going to go through it. 23 verses. Let's go. The Lord is a God who avenges. O God who avenges, shine forth, rise up, judge the earth, pay back to the proud what they deserve. How long, Lord, will the wicked, how long will the wicked be jubilant? They pour out arrogant words, all the evildoers are full of boasting. They crush your people, Lord, they oppress your inheritance. They slay the widow and the foreigner, they murder the fatherless. They say, the Lord does not see. The God of Jacob takes no notice. Take notice, you seamless ones among the people, senseless ones among the people, you fools. When will you become wise? Does he who fashioned the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? Does he who disciplines nations not punish? Does he who teaches mankind lack knowledge? The Lord knows all human plans. He knows that they are futile. Blessed is the one who, who, the one you discipline, Lord, the one who you teach from your law. You grant them relief from the days of trouble till a pit is dung for the wicked. For the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Judgment will again be founded on righteousness and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord has given me help, I would soon have dwelt, dealt in the silence of death. When I say my foot is sleeping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Can a corrupt throne be allied with you? A throne that brings on misery by its decrees? The wicked band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my fortress and my God, the rock in whom I take refuge. He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. Okay, we're back to lamenting, aren't we? And what was our clue? Found in verse 3. How long, Lord? (laughs) And this will always be our clue for lamenting, right? We need to remember that the children of Israel experienced quite a bit of hardship because of their unbelief, disobedience, and idolatry. The first instance of their unbelief was when they refused to go into Canaan, you know, the promised land, to take possession. Remember that Moses sent 12 spies, one man from each of the tribes, to go into Canaan to give a report, right? And 10 returned saying that they were mere ants in their eyes. They saw them as giants. But it was only Caleb and Joshua who tried to remind the people that God was with them. And because of that, that they would be able to handle anything and that they could go in and possess the land. But the people believed the 10. And therefore, they did not go and possess the land. Later, they tried to do it, 
but they missed their opportunity. God was like, no, 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 you already showed your card. (laughs) No. And as a result, that's why they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. (laughs) Then... After the 40 years was over and they finally possessed the promised land, they were still disobedient to God. Remember, they he wanted them to be a nation for him, but they wanted a king. And he gave them all of the things that a king would do to them. And they said, we, we, we take it upon ourselves. So despite what God told them, they still wanted a king. So they gave him, he gave them a king. First king was Saul, right? And then after the secession of kings, they made alliances with other nations whom God had not approved because back when Joshua was was in charge, God would tell him who he could make alliances with or who he needed to go in and to destroy. The same with David. But after, you know, David's death, they were doing what they wanted to do. And so they made alliances with other nations. They started marrying outside of their nation. They brought their wives in. But it wasn't that they brought their wives in, these foreign women. It was that they allowed the foreign women to bring in their foreign gods. And so not only did the women worship their foreign gods, but then the men started worshiping their foreign gods, and then the children started worshiping the foreign gods. So for all of this, God allowed their land to be unproductive, sending droughts, And then ultimately, he allowed them to be captured by the Assyrians and the Babylonians. So it's no wonder why a great portion of the Psalms that we read are lamenting Psalms. They went through some stuff. However, they were suffering the consequences of their actions. Does that sound harsh? Parents, do you allow your children to do anything that they want? Have you set rules and have they broken them and you just look the other way? Of course, sometimes you do, right? But not all the time. How would they learn to trust you? How will they grow to become mature, self-sufficient men and women if you don't hold them accountable for what they've done or not done? God cannot allow a nation to continue to disrespect him by worshiping other gods after he had freed them from Egypt. After they made a covenant with him in Mount Sinai, no, there was a price to pay. However, we must remember that that price was never total abandonment. God had no intention of reneging on his covenant that he had made with them. And you know, it's that same way with us. God upholds his portion of the covenant with you and with me. You and I accepted Jesus as our savior. And now we're in God's kingdom. And there are many benefits that come with that, right? Salvation, fruit of the spirit, being able to come and approach God on our own, and much more. But have you ever thought about what is our end of the agreement of the covenant? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to trust and obey God. The same thing that the Israelites were to do, to live for him. The great thing is God knows that we're like toddlers, right? Learning to walk. We fall down (laughs) and he helps us back up. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is sent to to guide us. But our responsibility is still to follow the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. When we insist on doing things our way, we are doing precisely what our cousins, the Israelites, did. 
and we will suffer the consequences because God loves us and understands that sometimes a kid will only understand that a stove is hot is when they actually touch it. (laughs) Where are you today? Have you been doing things on your own? Thinking that you have everything all figured out? Tell me, how is that working for you? It won't work for you for long, trust me. You are supposed to be connected to the one who loves you the most, which is Jesus. To follow him, follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I know caregiving is hard, but it's more challenging if you try to do it in your own strength. Let's take inventory today of our end of the agreement that we have with Jesus when he accepted him, when we accepted him as our Savior. Are we holding up to our end of the agreement of the covenant? After you've done your assessment, go to him, fall on your knees because we all aren't (laughs) holding up our end of the agreement. And then let's confess the areas that where we stumble and ask for forgiveness, knowing that he's waiting on us, waiting on you to help. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being a God that we can come to, for being a God that took the initiative to love us, to bring us closer to you, to allow us to have fellowship with you. And you ask that we trust you and that recognizing that all of the earth you created and if you created all of the earth and you created us then surely our lives can be placed in your hand and you can orchestrate our lives and we can be assured that you will work things out for us that if you created the heavens and the earth and they work just fine Why would there be any hesitation on our end to surrender to you? As each of us take inventory today on where we are with being obedient, being, walking by faith with you, trusting in you. Help us to see our shortcomings and bring them to you and allow you to help us, forgive us for doing things on our own, as our cousins the Israelites have done. We want to work within your parameters, Lord, and to do what you would have us to do. We love you, and I ask that you bless the caregivers out there who are carrying a heavier load. Help them to recognize that you are with them. Show them grace and mercy this day. It is in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.